Paul tells us to rejoice in the Lord always. Even said it a second time, rejoice again. Paul was in prison, chained to a Roman soldier, knew that it was likely that he was going to die as a result of his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yet he found that there was plenty to rejoice about in the Lord, not in his circumstances, but in the one who was bigger than his circumstances, Jesus himself. Hey, welcome as we continue our look at Paul's letter to the church at Philippi. We call it the book of Philippians. Of course, it's a letter written in about 60 AD by Paul while he was in prison in Rome. He's writing and he's been talking to them about what it's like to to grow up in Christ, to to grow to Christian maturity. And he said, you know, not that I've already gotten there. He said, I'm, I'm not where I need to be. But he said, I rejoice that I'm going forward and forgetting what is behind. I strain towards the things that are ahead, which is to become like Christ to the point of even being like him uh, in his sufferings even. So we're going to read those verses together. We're going to just look at the first seven verses of Philippians chapter 4. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. I entreat Yodia and I entreat Sintish to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, Help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the beauty of your living and active word. Thank you, Lord, for the testimony that we have to the joy that is available to you, regardless of our circumstances, a joy that is not bound to or tied to our circumstances, but it's the very first word in today's verses is therefore. And as we always say, when we see the word therefore, we need to know what it is there for. And the reason the word therefore is there today is because Paul is reflecting back over what he's already written them about how they needed to press on towards Christ's likeness to grow up. In, in other words, to be mature Christians. So Paul's statement, therefore, my brothers, uh, he goes on to say, stand firm thus in the Lord. He's saying in light of what we've been discussing, 
that we need to press on and grow up in our Christianity and become mature. He's saying, stand firm. Stand firm in your faith and what you've already received. Don't go backwards. And he, he refers to him as his brothers whom he loves and longs for, his joy and crown. These are people that were very precious to him. He said, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. And then he changes gears a little bit, and he addresses these two ladies from the church there at Philippi, ladies that he said that he had worked with before, that they had labored side by side with him for the gospel. But he said, for some reason, instead of being content, they have now become contentious within the local body, and that's always a disruptive thing. So he's, he's pleading with them. He's saying, look, ladies, you know who I am. We've worked side by side before, and, and I'm pleading with you, don't create this contentiousness in the church. Instead, you need to be content. He said, see what I'm doing. I'm in prison, and I'm yet saying rejoice in the Lord always. And he refers to his true companion, and we don't know who that is particularly, but somebody that, that he had worked with before, as well as working with those two ladies, Iodia and Sintish and Clement and the rest of his fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. You remember what Jesus told his disciples when he sent them out and they came back and they said, man, you wouldn't believe that, that we were able to throw out these evil spirits and we did this. We did that. Jesus said, don't rejoice that the spirits know who you are. Rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life, that you'll never be separated from God because you are in Christ. So that's a, that's a beautiful thing to refer to them as in the book of life. When we're born again, born into Christ Jesus, our names are in the book of life. And then you get to what I consider to be the center point of this entire this entire writing, this entire letter, when you get to, to verse 4 of chapter 4. And he says, Rejoice in the Lord always, I will say again, rejoice. In other words, don't look at your circumstances. Don't look at what's going on in the world around you. Look to Jesus. He is the answer to all of your questions. He's the end of all of your concern. He's your ever-present help in times of trouble. He is your sure and strong foundation. And on Christ, the solid rock, you can stand no matter what's going on around you. And so this is such an important thing uh, it was at that particular moment in Paul's life, as well as in the life of the church at Philippi, every bit as much so today as as I'm uh, doing this podcast, we're in the middle of this pandemic worldwide, and yet we can rejoice in the Lord always. We can always rejoice in the Lord. In James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, consider it pure joy. Didn't say it is pure joy. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, 
whenever you face trials of many kind because the testing of your faith develops perseverance and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. What was Paul just talking about? He was talking about growing up, becoming mature in Christ. And a big part of becoming mature in Christ is to learn that we can rejoice in the Lord always and not just learn it, but live it. It's not that we're better Christians or worse Christians. It's that we're not receiving all of the blessings that are ours when we let the world overcome us with all of its troubles. Now, I know that some of you right now and, and some of you and me in the future and in the past have had struggles that are very difficult. Some of them so difficult we can't even imagine how to take the next breath, especially people that have lost you know, children and, and so many other things. And there's no way to measure that hurt. I'm not taking anything away from that. But even in the midst of that, remember the person who's talking, he, he's speaking the words of God first off, and that's all that really matters. But he's also a person in prison, held to be put to death, chained to a Roman soldier, has been beaten many times, been shipwrecked, been stoned. You know, he's just, he's had, had it all. And yet he understands that we can rejoice in the Lord always. So we need to all get that. And then he says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone or your gentleness. In, in other words, you're rejoicing in the Lord. And even though all these things are going on, you're at peace. You're gentle in your spirit because you know the next words. The Lord is at hand. There's no reason to be anxious. God has not left you. God will never leave you. He has promised, and he always, always, always keeps his promises. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said, do not be anxious about anything. I've seen this on a number of occasions, but one in particular stands out in my mind, attending a young woman from the area that I grew up in, uh, as she approached the, the last hours and, and the last day or two of her life, and for days leading up to that, uh, very, very overcome with cancer, yet she remained joyful. The, the last words I ever heard from her were of a song, and she was joyful in the Lord because she knew the Lord was at hand. Paul knows that, and we know that, and we need to embrace that truth and let that define how we respond to the challenges of this world. So he said, the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So here's the way that works as I understand it and as I've lived it out. He's saying, don't be anxious. You're in the middle of a problem, but you need to pray about it and you need to ask God for his help, if nothing else, his help for you to keep your eyes on him and not on your problem, and give thanks. 
we can give thanks in the middle of the worst circumstances for who God is, for the fact that he's never going to leave us, for the fact that he loves us while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life, that nothing can blot them out, that God is coming back for us, that we will be forever in his presence, just to name a few of those things for which we can rejoice in and give thanks for. So talk to God. Let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, I love this, the peace of God, one more time, the peace of God, which is beyond all understanding. We can't understand it, how this peace can settle over us, how so many Christians throughout the ages have faced death and and yet faced it with great calmness, burned at the stake, hung, had their heads cut off. And you and I just walking through life and the, and the circumstances we face. And he says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's the key. We have to be in Christ for any of this to apply. In Christ means that, that we've been born again, born from above, that we've placed our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we've confessed that Jesus is Lord and we believe that God has raised him from the dead and so we've been born again. If you've never done that, then I just pray right now that you would do that right now, right where you are. And if you're sitting there thinking, well, I I just don't know about this, be still and ask God to help you to know about it. This is not me speaking to you. This is him saying, in your worst circumstances, rejoice in the Lord always. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The pain will still be there. The hurt will not just immediately go away. But the presence of God giving you the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind in the middle of your struggle. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in all things with prayer and petition, make your request known to God, and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.